Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. What's hey, up, buddy? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Oh, man, it's, uh, it's going good, man. We got a doozy of a show today. I think we uh, we finally hit the pay dirt, man, the one everybody's yeah. waiting on. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we, we won't keep the suspense any longer. We pulled Lust, and uh, I know that one's in that bag several times. It's a, it's a common issue with men and people mm-hmm. in general, right? There's... A lot of different ways to look at lust, and that's what we're going to try to do today. It's a big topic, and it's one that uh, is also an adult topic. So just keep that in mind as we move forward. And you know, I think we just we got to start here talking about how there's a war for your heart, right? In the world, there's there's love and there's lust. There's God and there's the devil. You know, love is is as we know, it's basically acts of the will for the good of other people, right? For for whether it's your close family, whether it's friends or other people in your life. It's love is showing is doing things for others without asking anything in return, and lust is the opposite of that, right? It's it's what can you do for me? It's it's reducing a person to a value for you and, and and removing their dignity, and you know one of the things that's the most obvious out there is pornography. There's nothing else out there that that removes the dignity of both both the person watching it and the people that are obviously partaking in it, and it's a huge problem in the world. There's you know, I read somewhere that that pornography industry is makes more money than all the sports teams in the country combined. I mean, all sports, and that's all it is is just taking people and turning them into objects for pleasure, for desire of other people. It's it's robbing them of their dignity, like we were saying earlier, and and it just it, they become nothing other than a means to an end for us. Right, and I remember seeing a statistic saying that. Um like there was 90 percent boys and 60 percent girls by the time they reach the age 18 has been exposed or have seen or watching some form of pornography i mean it's and the thing is in in the old times as you had to go and purchase it right but now it's so freely that it's right there in your phone right there in your computer and i mean it's 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 so easily accessible that's more difficult to to uh, get to the point where you are um, trying to avoid the thing totally. I mm-hmm. mean, you really have to have strength. You really have to be in a prayer mind to prevent yourself from getting to the point where it, it takes over because it's right there in front of your face. You know, just look at TV. Just look at the channels you flip through. Sometimes late at night, there's going to be something on there. Yeah. Well, and even nowadays, it's more of the, I mean, you can put it on NBC or any of the regular free channels, you know, and then it's pretty much softcore porn on there all the mm-hmm. time with whatever shows and it's not a late night thing anymore. It's, it's, you know, seven o'clock when your kids are up and watching TV, it's there. But, you know, I, I think the devil realizes that we all have something missing in our lives, right? We all have a hole in our heart and we're all trying to use, you know, to, to, to replace something that's missing with this. And so he's put this in the world to destroy us, right? Just like he has every other thing that causes us to sin, every other thing that causes us to hurt. And what we have to realize is not only, you know, everybody looks at porn as like, what, what's the big deal? You know, or, or when they look at a woman walking down the street, what's the big deal? I didn't do anything. I, you know, my wife doesn't even know about it. And, 
And who am I hurting? I'm not hurting anyone. And it's a complete and total lie. That's the that's the whole trick of pornography. Because guys just or women, whoever, you know, but we're you get involved with it and you think I'm not hurting anyone. But the bottom line is that somebody's daughter, that somebody's, you know, little girl, and, and in the case of the men, that's somebody's son, you know, that you're watching and, and you're just you're you're not looking them at as pe- looking at them as people. That's the whole point about this is is God made every single person as a gift, is as a, a person with dignity, a mind, a soul, and a body. And pornography reduces them to an object, right? Just just a pound of clay, right? That, that's just there for us to use and to throw away. And one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand is that it, this: when you open yourself up to lust in this way, you start to shape your personality. You know, people think, oh, that's just a couple minutes here and there. And like I said, nobody's getting hurt, but you're getting hurt because what happens is you start to look at women as an object for your desire only that, that their women are here to give you some pleasure and that's it. Their personality doesn't matter. Their opinion doesn't matter. Nothing else matters other than women are here on this planet for you and your pleasure only. And if you're married, how do you think that's going to affect your relationship with your wife? Right. It, it just knocks off intimacy in a different realm. Right. I mean, because you're in the past, there was this thing where you were so conditioned before married or before you were dating because you were exposed to a young age. You assume this is how relationships are, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's not the case. Right. It's not used and abused. The person's not an object. It's a, a loving person. Right. You know, when you get self-satisfaction from somebody else and neglect them, I mean, is that a, a true relationship? Is that love? No, it's not. It's, no, and it's it's really what you know. JP two talk, you know, he talks about sensualization is what he means. Is he's saying like, you know, when you when you start looking at a person is is in a sexual way is just a fulfillment of of what your needs and your desires. You're no longer looking at them in the correct lens. You know, as far as pornography, you know, I had a quote here where he was saying that, you know, in short, the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much of the person, but too little. Right? There's they don't have a name, or if they do, you don't care. Right, it's just somebody in this moment to to allow me what I need in my life, and the thing about that is it can bleed over into other things. Right, you and I are friend Victors, Victor Victors. There's only one of you here, sorry, <laughs> but Victor, um, you know, and if I start, we're good friends. Like I consider you a brother, you know, and you Thank know you. that I hope. Same here. Yeah, yeah, and but if if all of a sudden I start treating you as a means to an end, right? Like, all right, I'll hang out with Victor just because I want him to do this show with me. Or I'll hang out with Victor when when everybody else is busy. Then we're doing the same thing. I mean, we can all obviously go to pornography, but it bleeds over into your life. And it's it's not just relationships with women. It's how you begin to train yourself to deal with everyone in your path, right? You you no longer look at, at people as God looks at them, right? God looks down at every single person, whether they're a murderer or they're they're the mo- or they're a priest, right? And he looks at them and says, that is my child and there's dignity there and there's love there and and this is my most prized possession but we as people especially nowadays we treat people as if they're nothing right it's just i'll use you to get here and you to get here and you to get here and we leave this trail of piled up bodies behind us as long as we're getting what we want there's no it doesn't matter right it's we're getting what we want and that's the devil just just winning the battle for your heart you know as we said earlier Right. And well, the thing is, when you create a wake of destruction in your life, even at the end, when you come to realization of what you've done, 
it's so hard to repair that damage. I mean, you think of like a ripple of, of on a lake, a clear lake, right? Mm-hmm. You throw a stone in there and you see the first few ripples, but it goes all the way to the banks. Mm-hmm. And then that's the destruction you caused in the past of being selfish, you know, treating other people to ends of your means to be successful in work, in life, in relationships. Right. So even though you changed, you still have had some sort of damage that you've caused other people who may never have get over that and may have, have carried that pain through them in other relationships and wonder why the, the relationships can't be successful because they're still thinking about the damage that was originally yeah. in that situation. I mean, you think of young girls dating boys now. The statistics I just said was the 90%, right? Mm-hmm. And we have daughters. So the, the fear is, okay, so eventually there's going to be someone that will care to date her, want to get to know her. Mm-hmm. And as fathers... The fear is, are they going to meet someone that treats them with love and respect? Yeah. Or is it, are they going to be justified in means for pleasure? And that's a, t- that's a tough subject to talk about as fathers. Mm-hmm. Because you, you see your daughters as, the, as angels, you know, precious ones. Mm-hmm. And you want to protect them. So how can we do that as fathers by educating other men, other boys, other young men, to make sure that when you go out and you meet with other people, especially girls, please treat them with dignity. Treat them with respect. Treat them as if they are a child of God. Get to know them in that manner and not for the other wrong occasions. No, you're exactly right. And it's it's counter to everything our culture tries to do, right? I mean, everything you look at, you listen to. I mean, the music that's on regular radio now. You know, when we were kids, you had to go to like the, the NR section and you know, have a fake ID to get a CD with a couple cuss words on it. And now it's just, they don't even hardly bleep them on the airwaves anymore, right? And so our culture is just trying to to, to put smut and garbage and filth and, and to fill the hole that we were talking about mm. that God wants to fill with his love and with his grace and with his just respect for others. I mean, that was Jesus' whole thing, right? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Yes. It's all about loving the other person the way that God loves them. And when we're allowing all this other stuff to fill up that hole, we're we're just we're not living in the means and the ways that God calls us to live. And it really started back with Adam and Eve. You know, I mean, of course you can original sin, right? That caused everything, so it's an mm-hmm. easy out. But you know, what I always find interesting is that Adam and Eve, right? God created them. And first of all, you know, Eve was the pinnacle of creation, right? She was the last thing he created. And it was so powerful and so wonderful that Adam was like, that is good. You know, what you created there, that is good. Mm-hmm. And I always found it funny that, you know, before the fall, they were walking around with no clothes on, with, you know, nothing. And they were living respectfully and dignified and because they saw each other as the person of creation that we were supposed to be, right? You know, as a soul, not as a body, you know, and not just as a body. But the funny thing is, as soon as they bit that apple, what did they do? They hid and they clothed themselves because they already, that objectification already creeped in, right? Like Adam went from, oh, this is this wonderful partner that God put for me, and he's looking in her eyes, not everything else, right? He's looking into her heart. And then all of a sudden, they take a bite, and he's looking at everything else. And ever since then, that's been the problem with men and women, is that we look at each other that way. And the tough part is, is just, is we've got to get back to that. To And it's a fight, right? We're, we're always, 
in a struggle because we live in the in the devil's playground, right? We talked about that last week, and he's always going to be there tempting us. Mm-hmm. But we've got to make the decision as men to I'm going to get back to the way we were created, right? To this this dignified person that cares about other people, that puts other people first. And you can even look at Jesus, right? We were talking about this earlier before the show. You know, Jesus came to this earth and he didn't objectify anybody, right? Like he was with prostitutes and adulteresses and sinners all together, tax collectors, all these people. And he never like objectified them at all. He always wanted to be a gift in their life. And, and because he went and was a gift to them, they were able to then be a gift to someone else in their life, right? It was never a, what can you do for me? Oh, look, there's an adulteress. There's an opportunity for me to bring her out here. And everybody thinks I'm going to stone her. But no, really, I'm going to say she's a child of God. And I'm going to say her is going to make me look wonderful. That was never in Jesus' thought process. It was always, that is a child. That is a woman there that's broken and lost. And she needs love. And I'm going to show her love. Not sexual love. Not taking advantage of you, love. But just being there as a human to a human. What we were created for. Right. Well, I mean, and that's... Another scripture I was thinking about too was was David, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, the biggest the story of Bathsheba and David. He was a lustful one. Yes, <laughs> he was. Well, I mean, and the thing is that the process when you commit a sin, you create other sins to cover up that original sin. Right? Oh yeah, and that's what he got caught in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I mean, the story most people probably know, but yeah, I mean, no, you're exactly yeah. right, David. It's, that that's always a thing that comes up that's so funny too. Is David? You know, God. This is out of God's mouth. There's a man after my own heart, right? David was this this king he was raising up, and and you know everything was going well, and God was just blessing him and blessing him, and he was the greatest king you know ever in in uh, in history of, of Israel, you know. And then and then one night he's out taking a stroll on the top of the the castle, right? Just like us out taking a stroll and what does he do a pretty a pretty woman's down there right taking a bath and he looks and he goes bring her to me right so immediately right off the front he's i don't care who she is what her name is bring that here like he might as well said that mm-hmm. get me that and so they his men bring her to him and and it wasn't until that she she arrived there that he realized it was Uriah's wife is one of his friends one of his most trusted soldiers and instead of going, whoa, okay, right. my bad, I need to stop. Yeah. sorry, I did not, like, I don't have 20-20 vision, it was right. a long way away, I didn't know it was her. You know, he goes, all right, leave her here. And then he has his way with her, and he gets so smitten that he says, I'm going to kill him. Like, And he didn't even have the guts to do it himself, right? He just said, I'm going to send him out on the front lines and a lot where he's going to die, you know, because I want her for myself. Right, and not only that, I mean, he put him in the front lines and he told his soldiers to to retreat. Right. To let so him, let him by himself. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's Cole, man. That's like yeah. Sopranos going on right, right. there. Right. So there's yeah. so many other sins involved in that, but it started with lust, right? David mm-hmm. saw a naked woman. He saw all the parts of a naked woman. He never saw a personality. He never saw a name. Never saw a face. It was just, I want that. And that's what's so dangerous in our lives is, is look, I mean, David had to, he he. It took basically Nathan, his his prophet, to come to him and tell him a story about a man who had a lot of sheep who went and grabbed one guy, the, the only sheep another guy had, and killed it. And David gets enraged, right? He's like, that guy should be killed. I can't believe he took that other person's sheep and when he had plenty. And Nathan looks at him and says, that man is you. And David hits his knees and he repents, right? He just says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And and that that's really an amazing story because if we're not careful, lust can take us that far, right? Like hopefully we're not having anybody killed, but we're killing our own souls, 
right? Where we David took from another, right? And it just that's how how disgusting and dirty and nasty this lust can get. And really, if you look at pornography, any time that you've engaged in it, and I don't care what anybody else out there, what anybody's thinking, we have all done it. All right, let's be adults here. I have, so have plenty of others. But every time you're doing that, you're taking, you're taking someone's daughter, you're taking someone's wife, you're taking someone's girlfriend, and you're just doing what David did, right? I want you. Mm-hmm. I want nothing from you but that. And what happened? They had a son together, and what did, what, what did God do? He, he, David lost his son. God took his son because of the sin he committed. And, you know, if we're not careful, there's going to be, we're going to lose things in this too. Our souls, our, our righteousness, our, our grace, our, our closeness with God, our, our relationships with other people, our wives. Like I've talked to so many men in our group on Wednesday night that, that struggle with this. And I've talked to several men outside of that group that have lost their wives because their wives walked in and they saw the, they either caught their husband in the act of impurity or, they saw an email or something left on a phone that wasn't cleared, and it's destroyed families. Kids have lost their fathers. Um, their their relationship with their wives is even if they stay with them, is sometimes in danger of of never being repaired. Because how can a wife live up to that? Right? That's what you expect of me. That's what you want of me. Well, it also brings hurt too. Right. Because you're 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 substituting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, you know, that they're the only ones you turn to, you know, just speaking intimately as well, just sharing your life, but also intimateness of being together, you know, and, and that's, you know, it's not even though that's not wrong, it's treacherous. Yeah. You know, we're doing treachery against, uh, our, our sacred, um, uh, will to, to, to say, I do, I well, love you forever and ever. Yeah. Right. Well, it brings, it brings death, right? Yes. I mean, spiritual death and sometimes, I mean, all kind of different forms of that. I mean, James talks about it in uh, James 1, 14 through 15. He says, each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after that desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. And that's that's the danger we're playing with here, right? With, with I don't care if you're watching, you know, free internet porn or if you're you're looking too long at a woman down the street. Like, we all have mental capacity, right? It, there's no difference in that because both can be used to cause impurity. And what we're doing is is when we allow that little, that glance, like somebody told me once, there's a difference between seeing and looking, right? Someone walks in your vision when you're talking to somebody and you see them, innocence. When you make the decision in your mind, I'm going to continue to look, I'm going to turn my head, then then you're making the decision there to allow that sin in. To give yourself an opportunity later to screw up. You're entertaining it. Right. And, and, to, and to do yeah. what James is talking about here. You're allowing that desire to fester, to grow. You're acting upon it. And then all it does is, is, is I can just picture the devil laughing like, yep, they just left the back door unlocked. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm coming in here and I'm going to destroy everything important to them because this is going to get a hold of them. You know, like I said, I was, I was, I've said this in multiple episodes in the past. I was addicted to drugs, right? And and drinking came along with that and several other things. Well, you know, and I'm going to get personal here for a minute. Um, you know, one thing that I haven't talked about a lot is I had, I struggled with pornography as well. You know, it was, it got to the point where the drugs and things like that just, just, I, I wanted what I wanted, right? And I didn't, I couldn't risk inviting my wife into that because I didn't want her to find out about the stuff I was doing, right? The drugs and everything else. So my, I, I withdrew from my wife. And there was many, many a night where I was, I was, it was one o'clock in the morning. I was up and I was looking at this stuff on my phone and 
that caused as much or more damage than all the other stuff that I did because there was no, the, the intimacy and the desire for that went away, not just sexual, but the, the just being together and wanting to be a part of each other's lives. And that's, that's the damage with this stuff is we think that, Oh, it's no big deal. And like I said, we're not hurting anybody. And, and the thing is, pornography is a bigger addiction than anything else in the world. Period. Mm-hmm. You look at it, it is bigger than alcoholism. It is bigger than drug use. You know, yes, maybe there's not a death toll like there is with a heroin, you know, the bodies laid with a heroin there's overdose. Tons of damaged relationships out there. Right. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, we're, we've got to be cognizant of this as fathers, right? We have these children now that what they want devices when they're freaking five or six mm-hmm. years old, right? All these things, you get a leap pad, one of those little, you know, uh, educational toys. They have Wi Fi, they have a browser on them. These kids are being are being taught by their other friends or things they see on YouTube to, to, to see this at an earlier and earlier age. And just imagine how much worse our culture is going to become if children are being indoctrinated with this stuff as the first thing that they realize. Instead of realizing love and the dignity of another, of, of the importance of walking in a virtuous friendship with someone or being in a virtuous relationship, my idea of someone is this. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the danger that our culture is in. Right. And that's why it's so important for men to rise up and to take their role as the spiritual leaders of the family. To first say, I'm not going to be a part of this. Whether it takes internet filters, right? These things like Covenant Eyes or or getting into a program like Rise, you know, where you're where it's all about theology of the body and you're being taught on on different weeks of you know how your spouse is a gift and your children are a gift and your fatherhood is a gift and all of these programs out there. We've got to start investing in these things because the the balance and the future of our world and our children are, are, are in our hands. And it's up to us to, to protect that, to provide that. Right. Same you thing know, with father. Your, yeah. The father of sons. Right. You know, you can say teacher sons, they're the right process of of uh, knowing how to treat someone. Yeah. You know, and, and not objectify them. You know, we've said that word a hundred times, objectify, but that's what it really is. Right. When you diminish someone's essence of self, then it's easier to do that what needs to be done. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it's if you diminish that person that's existing, yeah. that's just a picture, then you go, well, then that's not hurting anyone. Right. But it is. No, it is. Yeah. It is. It's, it, like I said, it's people get caught up in the fact that lust is only sexual, right? And it's not. Like, we've talked about objectification. That can happen in anything. I think pornography... And the sexual part is just the easiest thing. That's like how the devil gets you involved mm-hmm. in it, right? That's the that's the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. But then it doesn't just affect your relationship with your spouse. It affects it, it. It it affects everything because you look at people at work or, or people at church or, or anybody that can get you anything that you're looking for is that's what it is. It's just a means. It's right. no longer that Expa- person. Expand my business. I need to talk to that guy. Right. I need to be friends with him. Right. But not really be friends. Be friends for a reason. Right. Yeah. I know his name, how many kids he's got, what day he plays golf, but that's all I care about. Yeah. As long as he writes me this check or he buys this good for me or or he allows me an introduction to someone that'll, that'll carry me up the next step in the ladder. It's all lust. You know, it's so easy to go, I don't lust. I'm, I never look at other women and everything's fine here. You know, I don't, I don't ever do that. But lust is, is, is not just sexual. It's, it's taking advantage of anyone anywhere. I mean, Jesus said, you know, if you, have a, if you look at anybody lustfully, you've committed adultery in your heart. It's not just an adultery of a marriage. It's an adultery of a friendship, of a, of a person's right to, to, to be what God created them to be, right? A gift to another. And, and that's what we've got to teach our children is to be a gift. You know, you mentioned David, uh, the story of David. 
you know, it makes me think of Job, right? The complete opposite in that situation. Job didn't see a, a, a woman to, to be lustful over, but God and the devil basically had a bet over Job, right? Like the devil shows up, I can, I can get anybody to do what I want them to do. And God's like, no, there's this guy, Job, and he's awesome. And, and he goes, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll let you have your way with him. You just can't kill him, right? You can do whatever you mm-hmm. want. And so the devil like burns this guy's crops and he kills his family and he kills his animals. Destroys and gets, his house and property. Yeah, like just takes everything away from this guy and he refuses to, to, to take God's name in vain, right? And so where the devil set out to torment Job, like God offered him up as a, here you go, torment this guy and see, see what you can do. And, the, and Job wound up being a torment to the devil instead, right? Like that's just, that it amazes me that God, mm. God knew that was going to happen. But how how awesome is that? That, that no matter what the yeah. you know, the enemy did, Job said, "I still want to love God. I still right. serve God." And it wound up being right. torture to the devil, right? The one who wants to do nothing but torture us, the one that wants to break up our families, Deceive that wants us. to yeah. destroy our relationships, that wants to pull us away from God. And yet we have an opportunity. There's a, there's an example right there that if we just hold true to what what we know is right, and and take a moment to look at ourselves and our families as what's important. And you know, and look at how we don't want to sacrifice that. That's what we have to do when these choices arise, right? We've talked about the bad stuff. Now let's talk about the good stuff. How do we how do we combat this, right? In those moments, turn your head away, right? Think about this talk. Think about this podcast when those moments come. When when you're looking at it, it when when pornography comes up, you know, guys on road trips, all those things. Say a rosary. Look up a church on the on your phone and go to an hour of adoration. Do whatever it takes to take you out of that. Pray to your guardian angel, right? That's what they're here for. Everybody thinks like my guardian angel's hanging around to keep me out of a wreck. You know, and, and yes, he is. But he's also here to keep you away from these temptations. And then be on, honest and accountable. I went to Angela and I told her when I was doing those things, I'm sorry, I have committed adultery against you, not with another woman, but with myself. And I apologize for that. It's a tough conversation, but if you have to have that conversation over and over again, you're going to quit. I tell you that much. Mm-hmm. But it meant so much to Angela. She was mad at first, but she came back to me and goes, I can't believe the man you're becoming. Well, I hear that music, man. Lust time's over with. <laughs> so all you saints and future saints, just keep this in mind. It's a good, it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible problem, but you can fight it. Be like Job. So let's close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, lust is a dangerous and powerful ploy the devil uses to destroy us. The objectification of others is against everything in your design. Help us to always receive those in our path as a gift and to always give them the dignity that they deserve. Fill our hearts with so much love that there is no room for lust. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.